Are you ready to get your money? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make it the show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Uh, you having some trouble collecting some money that's owed to you? Invoices, things like that? I can relate. We're going to talk about that tonight. And uh, it might be an uh, interesting program if, if you are in the position that I'm in with lots of outstanding invoices, and uh, especially in the time of COVID. So stick around for a uh, enlightening conversation, if you will. Uh, before I bring my guest in, who knows all about this stuff, is a leader in the field of helping us collect uh, debts like that. Uh, let me talk briefly about my sponsors for tonight. My sponsors for tonight are audiobooksnow.com. Audiobooks now, you might guess they sell audiobooks. And you also know that audiobooks can fa- be found almost anywhere on the net right now. So why audiobooksnow.com? Well, the answer is simple. Price point, price point, price point. And I always need to say that three times like a compulsive, obsessive, disordered kind of guy. Uh, it's uh, that Audiobooks Now Club pricing plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find. It offers the savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their Save on Everything program, uh, rollovers, exclusive discounts, uh, loyalty program. Uh, individual selection and cancel any time uh, policy. It simply cannot be beat. Uh, plus, get a free uh, premium audiobook on select titles right now. And if you click the link that's in the description tonight, you're going to start a 30-day free trial of their club pricing plan, which is normally $4.99 a month. It's yours to try absolutely free for 30 days. You're not happy at any time. You just cancel and you won't be billed a penny. Uh, the link is in the description. And I do appreciate you patronizing audiobooksnow.com. We are also brought to you tonight by CardCash. What is CardCash, you say? Uh, Well, I'll explain it to you in very simple terms, if I can. Founded in 2009, CardCash.com provides an answer to two two common questions. What can I do with all these gift cards I will never use, and how can I easily save money? Well, uh, CardCash.com pays cash for unwanted gift cards and sells those gift cards at a discount. So you can make money, save money. It's just that simple. There's a link in the description. No promo code needed. Just uh, follow the link and get to CardCash.com and get some money back for all those unwanted, unused gift cards that you have laying around. If you're like me, you know, holidays come, people don't know what to buy for you, or some people are just plain lazy, but uh, I'm not inclined to use those gift cards unless they're for a specific store that I do frequent, like online, like Guitar Center. Um, I might use a gift card for that, but those gift cards are rather expensive, so I generally get them for things that I don't patronize, and so I have uh, a stack of them sitting around there, which I'm going to turn in for cash. And I suggest you do too. The link is in the description. And I always thank you for patronizing all our sponsors. Speaking of patronizing, we have a new Patreon page. And a Patreon page, if you don't know what that is, it's a membership page. And uh, at the bottom membership level, which is just $1 a month, you can get every episode of this program absolutely ad-free so you don't have to listen to the two minutes I just wasted of your life every single time you tune into the program. It's a great deal, just $1 a month. Plus, there's also uh, bonus content you'll get for absolutely uh, part of your membership at the $1 member uh, membership level. So check it out, Patreon page, and the link for that is also in the description tonight. As I mentioned tonight, we're going to talk about getting your money back, getting money people owe you. Uh, for me, and I hate to kind of, even talk about this stuff on the air because it feel, feels like I'm using the the platform to be a little I don't know vindictive I'm not I I but I have a lot of outstanding um invoices people take forever especially when you're in the media business uh doing turnarounds for advertising voiceovers video uh uh commercials and stuff like that people can take a long time to pay their bills. You know, I put them out invoices net 30 and sometimes don't get paid. I have a couple I'm waiting on for over a year now. And so the question to, I have is going to be, you know, how long do I wait before um, I take legal action on it? And I hate always hate to do that. 
so my guest tonight is uh, an expert in the field of uh, cash recovery, getting your money back that people owe you. D. Bowden is the founder of BCS Solutions. She recovers money for companies that have outstanding invoices. She helps companies recover money that was owed to them in the past, and she has recovered uh, $13.5 million over the past 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, please open up your ears, open up your minds, and help me welcome D. Bowden to the Mind Dog TV podcast. D. welcome. Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you, Matt, for that fabulous introduction. So it's Dee Bowden. Welcome to welcome to the conversation about uh, collect the cash, a.k.a. Uh, secure the bag, a.k.a. Oh, good grief. Do we have to talk about money? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we, do, we do have to talk about money. It, it, Dee, is it, is, is it my just just my perception or has uh, this um, lack of paying your bills on time for companies, especially, and I know individuals have a, a different, the same problem, but it's a little different. But for companies being laxed on their bills, has it gotten a lot worse on the on the, the pandemic stuff? Actually, I don't think it has gotten. I don't think it's gotten any worse because here's the thing: collections is. Oh, let me let me let me start this way. So B two B collections, which is what I specialize in, is 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 an ongoing issue, especially because. Most people would rather go get a root canal than have to go ask people for their money. They, right. they, just, they just do. Here's the thing. When you're in business, the, the sexy part of business is the sales. It's the presentation. It's getting the client. It's, it's, the, it's the presentation of what, you, what you're going to offer, what you're going to do. And then you're psyched about your sale. But then you have to actually have the contract, perform the service, the product invoice. And then my land happens to be collections. That's the part most people are like, I don't, I don't want to have to ask people because People look at sales because you're building relationships, but in collections, in my lane, business, business collections, you got to build relationships as well. So that's a long, short, it's sort of introduction about how I do things. But secondly, to answer your question, do I think collections have gotten worse in COVID? In some ways, yes. I said no originally, but originally I had to think, think again about it. I'm thinking, yes, they have. Here's the thing. When companies have, when, when COVID hit and when companies started going out of business, the last thing they thought about was, oh crap, I got to go get my money. They're thinking about, okay, how am I going to salvage my business? But when they were salvaging their business, they were never thinking about, oh, I should try to work to get my get my outstanding collect outstanding invoices because nobody expected to be to get caught short, not not getting paid. But here's the thing: that's what happens because AR accounts receivable in business gets neglected because it's not super sexy. You, the most important part for most people is having that conversation. Let me get the sale. Let me get the contract. Let me go get my commission. Boom. But the after after the sale is when business really takes place, right. because that's because once you because you know in the beginning you're doing the presentation we have the conversation, I get you know you say yes I'm gonna I'm gonna buy your product or service we sign a contract or agreement you we lay out the terms okay I'm buying ten guitars or ten sets of sneakers you're gonna deliver them to me I don't I have eight sneakers not ten I'm not paying you for ten sneakers because listen you need to settle up with me let's get to ten let's let's make this whole. So everybody does that part. Then you got an invoice. Okay, cool. My lane, which is collections, is that most people are like, okay, you, I heard you say in introduction, you have you have an invoice, it's net 30. I believe personally, the 31st day, you need to be on the phone. Hi, this is D. What's going on? How you doing? Let's I, you know, we have a conversation, but I'm 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 see my philosophy is that collections is, is three things. It's problem solving, number one. Number two, it's an extension of customer service. And number three, my secret size that you can see above my head is gratitude. I personally believe that you need to thank the person who takes your call to help you resolve the issue to get your payment. Number one. Uh, number two. Cool. Yeah. Number two, customer service. We just came out of the holiday season. And what were most cust- what, what were most customers doing, companies doing? Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for being my customer. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday seasons. Greetings. We appreciate you, appreciate you being a customer all year long, and we hope that you'll continue in 2021 and beyond. They're doing customer service because they want to make sure that you're going to stay with them and keep things, things going. Because I've collected $13.5 million and beyond over 10 years, I learned that business to business, business to corporation, and business to government collections is problem solving. Because you think about it, it's, it's, it's this way. What had happened was, how come you didn't get paid? You're always trying to solve the what had happened was when you're yeah. at net 30. <laughs> don't you love it? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Most of you are like, what? But you think about it. It's so the what had happened was, think about it, net 30. If on you set your invoice, you have you set your contract up and your invoice up to get paid in 30 days. So when you deliver your product or service on the 31st day, you're you you're a little check mark should be going. 
what had happened was, how come I didn't get paid? That means either you or someone in your team is getting on the phone and doing the following. Hi, my name is D. I'm from such and such company. I'm calling about invoice number, blah, blah, blah. Can I speak with so-and-so in accounts payable? Hey, Susie, this is D. How you doing? Having that whole conversation because this is the people, just like people do that part on sales, you got to do the same things in collections. You have to build the rapport because most people never don't, don't set out to not pay you. It's that something happened. That's why I jokingly say that what had happened was, and then you got to, you as a problem solver, you got to find out, you got to hear the story. They're going to tell you. Let's say if you're, let's say you're a subcontractor to a prime. Well, I can't pay you because I haven't gotten paid for my prime. That's part of the what had happened was. Number right. two, I ordered 10 sets of sneakers and you only sent me eight. Well, what had happened was when I ordered, when I, when I placed the order to my supplier, they only gave me eight instead of 10. Now I can't give you the 10 because I'm sure because I need to fix it out. The point is, the point of this is that collections accounts receivable is, is, is problem solving. What happened? The story to why haven't you been how why haven't you paid me? You got to figure that out. You have to do customer service because, as I jokingly say, in these internet streets, it takes people 30 seconds to put their phone up and, and go, Hi, I talked to such and such such, and this 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 interaction didn't go well. And you know, you've worked hard to build your relationships, you build your build your reputation, and you can be destroyed in 30 seconds or less. Number three, I personally believe, and this has been my, my secret sauce, has been expressing gratitude. Most people are like, why do you talk about gratitude? Well, here's the thing. When you stop and say thank you for the person who takes your call, who, who researches your invoice or helps you solve your problem and gets your, gets your check scheduled to get paid, you need to say thank you to that person because that's right. different because most people are like, oh, I, I got my payment. No, you go back and say thank you. It's, it's old school, but here's the thing. That's the, those are the things that you, I learned, you know, growing up in business is that when someone helps you get something accomplished, helps you resolve a problem, you say, thank you. You build a relationship, you build an ally because the next time the problem comes up, oh, hey, D, I, no problem. Let me take your call. Let me, let me find out what happened as opposed to you hollering at them or going off on them because you didn't get paid and you treat them like, treat, treat them with less respect. Why would I, why would I rush to pay you when you're rude to me? I'm not doing that. Your invoice is going to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> right. Uh, in some of the companies I deal with, and mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit different than that because um, they're segmented. So and I, I don't want to say it too much because I don't want to embarrass people. And they, yeah. it is a, a ongoing business relationship that I have. But I deal with mostly the CEO on work orders that he sends me constantly. And it's every week they're sending me work orders for new work. Mm -hmm. But his father is the money guy behind uh, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and all that stuff. But I never get to talk to him. I get to talk to the clerk who works under him, a, a lady who works under him. And she is generally not receptive. Uh, she's overwhelmed. And I know that she's under pressure to stall as long as possible to hold on to the cash as long as possible so uh, so with a guy like me if i'll call up she'll make she'll go first she won't be happy to hear from me mm -hmm. <laughs> and then i'll say well i have new work orders here i don't want to start new work orders while the invoices that i i still have 10 invoices that are outstanding that aren't being paid well we're processing them i'm going through them now and i'm finding like she'll find uh a a date is wrong or the number on one invoice is wrong mm -hmm. and that backloads all of them. And so, but they'll look for it. To me, it seems like they look for any excuse to just try to hold on to the money because money in their account is gaining interest. And if they pay it too soon, not, and we're talking about not a lot of money here, but I don't know. I've attached the fairies. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's the principle of the matter. And, and because I, because I deal, I deal in, in, in large contracts and particularly government contracts, I have, I know companies that have submitted, I, get, I know personally companies that submitted invoices to a government agency, somebody that are entered, that are entered the information wrong and it got hung up for weeks and months because of a mistake like that. It, uh, now listening to that story for you, that sounds like it's a cash flow problem, which means that the persons who are responsible for collecting the money aren't being assertive slash aggressive in making sure that their cash flow isn't being done because it's a ripple effect. If you if they're giving you new orders, then that means that they that they've secured they've secured work elsewhere. Right. 
So if you're a sub to them, they, they're a prime, they're, you're a sub to them, they've got contracts elsewhere. So they've got to bill their company to get the money. They get the money and then they, they, they pay you. The thing is that the person that the person who's not who's not handling accounts receivable is is stalling because number one they she can't she can't tell you well the reason we haven't paid you is right. and that's that's the problem and that's what I said earlier when I said collections is problem solving it, it it would be more responsible to say hey Matt the reason we haven't paid you is or we plan to do this or how about this if we at a minimum I can't pay you everything but would you, will you accept a partial payment let me at least do good do good business with you and make a partial payment and i will plan to do this and you can you can do this document this in an email or or amend your contract or change your contract to say i'm going to pay you five thousand dollars today and i will pay you the balance in we old school we used to do it this way you'd have you you would have to have i say it this way i would rather have some money than no money right I'm always about, I'll take some money and you can always amend or document of your email. You owe me 10,000. I can only pay you five and I'll pay the balance in the next, you know, 30 days and you document it. And then that way you, you don't mess with the relationship because like you, I was saying, you were saying in the beginning of the conversation, it's, it's about relationships. I believe the same thing. And I believe that part of why this doesn't get resolved is that most people don't want to have that conversation because it's uncomfortable. Nobody sets up and goes, Oh crap, I can't pay you. Nobody plans to not pay you, but, when you avoid the issue, that's when it becomes more more uncomfortable. And it's like, why why won't you just tell me what's going on? And then let me make the decision of whether I can I will accept a partial payment or whether I'm gonna keep haggling to trying to get all my money or I'm gonna you know think about possibly going going the legal route. Nobody wants to go that path. Right. I happen to deal with companies where I'm on the phone and we're untangling the what had happened was it's like tell me tell me the story so i at least have the information so i can make an intelligent decision to say okay i'm not happy with how this transaction went down i ordered 10 sneakers you should have told me you don't have them when i first called you you're you keep ignoring me that's that's not good business talk to me and tell me what happened so that i can make an intelligent decision can i can i live with the fact that i don't have my 10 sneakers i got eight sneakers how long is it going to take you to get me my other two all right well well, you know, here's the story. This is what happened. Okay, fine. Are you a customer that I plan to work with past this one transaction? All right, yes. Then I'm willing to give you grace because I don't want to lose this and lose this interaction. I wanted you to fix this so that we can continue doing business. And if it continues on and on and on, you have to sometimes make a decision. You go, you know what? I'm gonna lose my two, other two sneakers, and I'm I'm just gonna cut this, and I'm gonna cut my losses and keep it moving. Do I, I, I advise you to do that all the time? No. Because I don't want you to lose all the money, but I right. want you to I don't want you to mess with the relationships going forward in the future so that you can actually stay solvent. Well, um, well, a couple of things to remind on that. You said old school, and I thought, well, old school, I just send my Uncle Richie, and I'd have the money back see, uh, on see, my desk uh, in the right, morning. Right, we, we, we know, right, exactly. <laughs> right. and, and now, see, and that's and that's and that <laughs> I know, and that's the that's the that's a part of collections that a lot of people think of because when I use it, you know, talk about this, I talk about collections from two sides. There's consumer collections, which is, you know, the medical bills, your, your cable bill, your phone bill, where there's a person that's got a list of accounts and they're, you know, they're dialing for dollars. They're, you know, listen, they're calling, 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 because they, they've got a quota to meet. They've got to get this number, get the number of accounts collected, get the money done. I'm in, in the corporate world, I'm in what's called accounts receivable. So the net 30s and net, net 60s, net 90s, that's the space I live in. So that requires more research. That requires more problem solving. That requires more, more conversations. That requires documenting what happened. And then sometimes you have to elevate it to say, okay, I can't seem to be getting anywhere with you. Okay, who else can I speak to so we can talk about this? Because per the contract, you were supposed to deliver this, 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 and this. Okay, you've told me the same story for the third time. Okay, clearly there's a problem. Why don't you just own up to the fact that there's a problem and let's figure out how we can resolve this. That's what I do and that's what I've done in my career. My career has always been about problem solving. That's what I said in the beginning. I said it's problem solving, customer service, and my secret sauce is gratitude. Even if I'm ha I thank you for giving me the news that I didn't want necessarily want to hear, at least I now finally have an answer. I what what bothers me in this space is when people won't answer my questions and they keep giving me the runaround. Right. So, mm -mm, just tell well, me. Just tell me the truth. Tell me what's going on for real. That, then we can, that's, we can go. that's absolutely key. And I think uh, that that should be the overall takeaway from anybody who's on the 
owing end of this is communication is really important. So people will be forgiving, and I would be forgiving if they, uh, if the CFO of the one company that I was referring to before would either just take my calls or give me you know, just stay in constant contact with me and let me know what to when I can expect payment and things like that or what we can work out. I and to your point about them not uh, getting paid themselves, uh, I understand what what they go through. The company specifically that I'm talking about has an established main company that they've worked with for years, but the company I'm doing the work for is a startup, a brand new entrepreneurship that's a sister company of that, that they have a patent for this new technology. So I'm doing marketing work for them that they aren't necessarily getting paid for. They're trying to sell their company. Communications is is the key to this. It's just that keeping that door open, being cordial and helping people understand what to expect rather before it gets too ugly and, and mean and then people aren't so hesitant to say, uh, I don't I want to I'm I don't want to pick up the phone and talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. And and that's and that's been and that's been something I've had to learn over time. My, you know, earlier in my career, you know, I was I was like I was the dialing for dollars, you know, give me my list of let me give me my list of accounts, let me go in. And then I learned that because I, you know, I was dealing with you know, CFOs and collections managers and sales managers, that that wasn't the way, the way that, that definitely was not the way to do it. The way to do it was to learn how to problem solve, was to build the rapport, ask the questions, follow up, take good notes, um, and then thank thank them for explaining things to me. Because sometimes everybody keeps asking me that question, like, why do you keep, why do you keep harping on this gratitude? I said, because I learned over the course of my career when someone takes the time to take my phone call, and I guess this is because I've dealt in government agencies and corporations. When someone takes my call, and listen, I'm telling you, this is this is this is my life. When someone takes my call, and they take a few minutes to explain to me the what had happened was, so at least now I have a, I have an answer. Because half of the reason why I was so frustrated earlier in my career is that I didn't I couldn't get answers. And once I learned to tell them thank you for giving me the answers, then I could note that and go, okay, this is what happened. And then, okay, we can now we can strategize. So when I had to prepare my my prepare my agent report and go talk to my CFO and say, listen, John, or whatever his name was, here's the story. And he was like, well, what did you do? What you know? And the question would always be asked, what did you do to get resolution? Well, I you know I asked him this. I provided the copies of the invoice. I talked to I you know I you know because I talked about earlier how I didn't say it, but I say sales and accounts receivable go together because I went to go talk to the salesperson to find out, okay. What happened on the front end when you sold them the 10 sneakers? Oh, oh, I didn't tell you. No, you didn't. What happened? And then they tell you the story. Oh, so, so I jokingly talking about the what had happened was, oh, what had happened was I told them, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I sold them 10 sneakers. I knew that we don't have 10 sneakers, but I said, listen, I needed to sell. Ah, so you got us in trouble. So you told them we were going to deliver 10 sneakers. We didn't have 10 sets of sneakers, but you sold them that. So on the front end, you, you've got this contract, but we're short. And uh, as as a, as the contract gets gets processed, the orders go through, and the customer is expecting ten cents of sneakers. You don't have ten cents of sneakers. We only have eight. Oh, so you've already set us up to have our challenge from Jump Street. So now when I go to collect, we we haven't fulfilled the orders. That's why they're that's why they're not paying us. Right. Oh, okay, got you. So one of the things I didn't, one of the things I didn't get a chance to talk about is so my my journey to getting into all this started with me working for a small IT firm outside of Boston, where I'm from. So when I got hired, I got hired in, into the collections department. It was a small IT firm, so they sold they sold computers, software licenses, all these things. So what happened? This is a little literally what had happened. They got they said, "Welcome aboard, D. Thanks thanks for joining us." Here's here's your accounts receivable aging. It's eight million dollars worth of sales that had gone through but had not been collected. Wow. Eight million dollars. So this is how wow. I this is this is how I got all this. This is where all the lessons <laughs> came from. So eight million dollars. Here's my AR aging. Eight million dollars. Welcome to the cube. Here's your plant. Have a good seat. All right, cool. I sit down. I'm looking at this going. Good night. So I say a short prayer. I get my insight, and then I get on the phone and I I learned how to recover $6 million in 60 days while working part-time by problem-solving, customer service, and gratitude. One of the companies that had actually owed us $2 million, what, 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 the trend, what happened was they changed billing systems. It had been like using Microsoft um, 
Excel and they switched over to QuickBooks. Well, they had sent out an email to all their customers telling them, you have to you have to resubmit all your invoices to the new billing system. Evidently, we never got that memo. So when I got list, got my list of accounts, I'm calling every account to find out how come you haven't paid us. We're talking, you know, like I said, $8 million worth of sales on the books. That's $8 million of AR that's outstanding. This company said, well, we sent you a, we sent you an email telling you we changed our billing system from Microsoft Excel back in the day to, let's say it was QuickBooks, and you're not getting paid until you reformat your invoices to the new system, and then we'll pay you. What? Can I? Can you can you send me that in the email? Sure. I take that email to the comptroller, and she was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, $2 million is sitting here uncollected. The problem was that nobody got the, no, the other, I don't know what happened with the other collectors, but they, they didn't bother drilling down because collections as I keep saying it it's problem solving so the problem I solved was why haven't we been paid okay you change billing systems we if you if we recorrect this issue we're going to get paid mm-hmm. guess who had to guess what had to get done for the next week reformatting two million dollars worth of invoices so we could get paid but that's what I learned I learned the problem solving the customer service the gratitude the working with sales and then constantly doing this and then tweaking it and then realizing that nobody 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 plans to not pay you there's usually a story but most people don't want to hear the story they just want to know why haven't i gotten paid but it's it's the why behind the what is when things chat these things i'm sorry it's the why behind the what is when things get better and that's when i discovered okay this is my gift i know how to build the relationships. I know how to solve the problems. I know how to express customers, do customer service and express gratitude. And over time I've watched, you know, the, the blessings and, 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 and actually now the more fun of doing this because it's like, Oh, okay, let's have a conversation like we're doing tonight. Let's talk. Right. Then we get uh, to the, then we get to the issues and look, okay, let's fix it. And then uh, we use it, fix it. Yeah. Um, I, I would disagree with you on the total on a, a absolute on that one point where you said nobody nobody intends to not pay you. Uh, um, I just I, and it's a question I have about a large company that I work with, but I know one person in in particular who, when he was a businessman before he happened to be uh, president of the United States, I'm not being real clear about this, but um, somebody who intentionally got into contracts with that no intention of ever paying got credit. Uh, from different companies without any intention of paying them back, but that being said, that being yeah. Normally uh, speaking, like I said that when that's, that happens to be my personal belief. I just don't believe I don't believe that companies don't plan to pay you. I right. just believe that you know sometimes is there a cash flow issue? Yeah, I just you know know that sometimes it's it's easier if you would just own up and and and, and tell the truth. Do people always tell the truth? No. Do they? Right. Be, are there times when you don't get paid? Yeah, that happens. I mean, it's it's a part of the the circle of life or business of life. But I'm talking generally speaking. That's been my experience, and obviously, right. you know, there's exceptions to every rule. There are right. customers. I, I would agree with that. Ninety nine point nine percent of of legitimate businesses do not have the intent of uh, screwing you over and not paying the money. But no. uh, here, here's the thing now, this large company that owes me $23,000 is not a lot of money to them, but it's a lot of money to me. Right. Uh, and they voted to me for now 16 months now or, or 14 months. Anyway, uh, I, I feel like, and this is what I want to get to is the threats work because they know that I can't, I don't have the resources to bat fight them in court. Mm-hmm. They know that. And so when it comes to asking for the story, I got a similar one to, that you got. Well, we were bought by a, a, a bigger corporation. And when that happened, we changed our invoicing system and we sent out an email to let people know there would be a delay. Of course, I never got that email. That's an easy line to give people. I, we sent out an email and, you know, the typical one was, I never got it. You know, but you can always blame it on the email stuff. But it just number one, do threats work? Is do, do I have any recourse with threats, or is that just a useless uh, tactic, legal threat? With, with threats, no. I mean, I first of all, I would as I would ask them produce the email, produce uh, produce the email. All right. Ask them, ask them, ask them to produce the email because here's the thing. If even if they did get bought out, if they got bought out by another company, they still have a responsibility to let you know that th- that's what happened. And then if the if the new company bought out them and bought their receivables, that that new company is still on the hook for paying you your services. Right, right. But somebody, because and here's the thing, somebody whoever 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 bought the new company has 
has all of the receivables for every every client that the old company had. So they right. already know how much money is outstanding. And they and they if they do, if the person is new and says, "Oh, I never knew." That's not true because in the in the in negotiations they told you, "Okay, we're we're buying this company, we're buying the receivables and here's all the money that's outstanding and okay, where are the files?" The files are somewhere. What the, what this sound what this sounds like is somebody somebody does not want to go do the what I call the weeds work. Somebody right, absolutely. Yeah. They don't want to they don't want to do the weeds work. They don't want to drill down and find out what happened. And so that's when I that's how I've learned because I do because I deal with government agencies, I'm always doing weeds work. I have to go in and untangle. I'll give you an I'll give you a current example. So literally today, I was working on closing out a contract and that's what I do for a living. And so I had a customer, I had a, I'm reconciling the contract. It's got how much money is awarded, how much is paid, what's left over. I sent my report to them. They said, "Oh no, D, we we returned this. We returned some of this money back to the government. You did when? Oh, in 2018. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, we. So your numbers don't match. Our numbers don't match because you have one number. We have a different number. We returned the money back to the to the to the government. Can first question? Can you can you produce a document that shows me? That? Yeah, here's a canceled check. Here's a letter. Great. So that money is sitting in a suspense account somewhere because." They forgot to put the contract number on the check. They forgot to put the contract number on the letter. So whoever got this got this money just said, okay, it's sitting in a suspense account. This is weeds work that I have to do three years later to go figure out what happened to this money, where is it sitting, and then how am I going to get it put back on my contract. That's when I talk about this weeds work. It's It's all kinds of things like that, and that's where – that's where AR and collection sometimes gets a bad rap is because normally when it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days past due, it's weeds work. You got to go, you got to follow the trail of what, what happened and then get, get it to resolution. And then depending upon who you get, I mean, cause you can get one person that's in collections that, you know, is very customer service or customer, uh, customer focused. They will follow that, that lead all the way through until they get you to resolution i.e., you get paid. You might get somebody on the phone who's just like, I, I don't care. And I'm just not, I'm not, that's not, I'm not, I'm not researching. I'm not resolving. I'm not doing anything. You know, I'll just pass, I'll make some quick note and pass it on. That unfortunately happens in life and happens in business. You hopefully, if you get, if you do get stuck with somebody or blessed with somebody who actually does, who will go the extra mile, that's the person that you, that's why the gratitude thing came up is because working with working with customers who have who will go the extra mile to to pull the file to produce records for me things that they things that they don't really have to do but because they've done it because they care about me as a small business owner at, to the business owners that, that are listening when somebody goes the extra mile for you that's why I said go back and say thank you it's because they're making sure that you actually stay solvent and they don't have to but they do and the person who does that, that's why you go back and say thank you because it's, you know, they could just say, oh, it's not, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. But I believe that the people that go the extra mile, that's why we, that's why, that's why you go back and express your gratitude. Right. Well, uh, I'm there, no doubt in my mind. I agree with you that uh, thank you and showing gratitude can be a powerful uh, relationship builder and save a lot of relationships. And, and, but <clears throat> now if, if, when if I hit a wall, fourteen months is a wall on a thirty-day uh, that thirty-day uh, invoice, uh, and I don't have a conscientious employee at the other end on accounts receive uh, accounts payable at the company that I'm dealing with, so I don't reach somebody who's got a natural inclination to be really helpful, and there's no pressure on the company to make her uh, be more accommodating because. As you say, my legal, my threat of a lawsuit, it does nothing to them. It doesn't intimidate them at all. They, they know I, I'm never going to follow through on that because they have millions and millions of dollars and a legal team that works for them. And I'm just a, 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 so when I hit a brick wall, I guess that's the time when I look for somebody like you for help. The question I have is, do you, what, what size of, what size of outstanding debt that I need collected makes sense for me to get involved with you rather than handle it myself. Well, let's say at the minimum it would be five thousand dollars. If it's five thousand and above, we would we can definitely sit down and talk. Okay. I don't want I don't want to see you lose your money. And the thing is, I w- you know we would talk about whether you want to go 
you first of all, it'd be outsourced out, outsource to our company and then we'll talk about what how much how, how much can if depending upon i'm sorry let me put it this way let's say it's five thousand so five thousand is, is the minimum and then it's the goal obviously is to get the full five thousand but if i come back to you and i say listen i've had a i've been able to negotiate say 3500 we would accept that i like again i understand you don't want to lose all your money but like i said some money is better than none well if right. i say if i can negotiate 3500 will you accept that if you come back and you say yes then we'll get the check cut and you, you'll get your 3500 right uh but i think part of the problem is for and you, and you kind of alluded to this earlier nobody wants to pick up the phone and deal with collections but when it becomes a problem then it becomes a drag on my business because i'm spending un uh, necessary time all day long trying to track down a debt from a year and a half ago when I should be attending to today's business and moving exactly. forward. And as a small business, I don't have the resources and time for that. So that's when I it, it makes sense to to turn to somebody like you and say I need help. But when you negotiate that uh, settlement, we'll call it, uh, you're going to take a cut of that too. So I'm really going to get even less than thirty five hundred dollars, <laughs> right? Right, but. Yes, I'm going to take a some. I'm yes, I'm going to take a piece of that. But the point is, is that the point is is that I, you know, if if it's if it's five thousand and I'm able to get, you know, we, I mean, we end up talking about, you know, what what piece makes sense for my company to to get. But the goal is obviously, I mean, I'm I'm in business as well. But the goal is is that if I get you, you know, some of your money back, and then we say, okay, okay, if I get this, what what will you accept? And you know, we would talk about that. So we, I would, you know, do that because then here's the thing: as I understand for a small business that you might you you might be like, "Gee, I can't afford your fees." I understand that, but I'm open I'm open to the fact that I don't want to see you lose everything. So we would have a conversation. It, you know, it might be I might say, you know, you do let's say you do 5 5% of what I collect and then then in addition to that, you do you do me a favor. You either make refer refer me to five companies you buy, you buy my book. You bring me on to speak. There, there, we can, there are ways to make this work so that it's it's beneficial to both of us. Right, gotcha. Uh, and sometimes it feels like they're just trying to wait me out, hoping I I'll give up. Uh, and uh, I'm just wondering how uh, for you as a professional, uh, can it still take a, a lot of time? Because you know I mentioned 14 months for me. Uh, if I hand it off to you and, and now and say please, please uh, help me out here and, and collect this debt, can it can I at some time take you that long as well to kind of uh, get the wheels un, uh, unstuck and rolling towards resolution? 14 <laughs> months? No. I, okay. My my goal is 90, 90 days or less. Wow. And it's, it's not it's 90 days or less, and that's because number one, um, if it's outsourced to me. The number one, it's off. It's off your hands. I have to look look at what your look at, look at your contracts, look at your notes, and look at your invoices, and make sure you delivered what you said you were going to deliver. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's finding the person inside the company to have the conversation to find out what's the story. Because if you've been going at it and you've been going at it in your way, sometimes having a fresh a fresh approach because you're saying, okay, we did this. I need I need to get paid versus me who's saying, okay, let me find out the why behind the what there's a story and i need to i need to drill down to figure out okay what happened contractually you're saying we didn't meet everything in, in the contract well can you do you where where did we miss it tell us where we missed it that's the first thing because i need to know contractually what what didn't get delivered what's holding up the payment right that's the first thing secondly okay it's it's in accounts payable or it's, it's it's been it's been it's been invoiced screenshot me when you when you submitted it because see i'm gonna i want to i'm gonna drill into your system i want to know when did you when did you submit the invoice for payment what happened oh we made a data entry error okay so you're so you're holding up my funds because of a data entry error so i'm gonna get into the weeds because I, that's what i do for a living i need to find out what happened and then i need to find out okay if we fulfilled everything what what is the issue is it a cash flow issue is it is it that you that you're just not going to pay us until we do this if we've if we've missed a, we've we've dropped a ball on something i need to see all the documentation of what happened the transfer of all the notes what happened and then why it's, yeah. it's, it's the why it's the why for me and then we're going to eventually get there and now and if i you know if i go through all that and we come back and they and, and they're just constantly saying we're just not going to pay you then then that's a different conversation you say okay can you afford to write can you this basically becomes bad debt for you can you afford to write this off probably not but 
you might decide that you know what this this customer is just not worth the headache anymore and I'm going to take this as a loss but you also know that you will document everything and you'll know that this is a customer I won't do business again because they don't they don't honor the contract they don't honor the terms they don't honor the conditions and they certainly don't honor making their payments yeah that's a, a bad business practice to let yourself fall into that kind of bad uh, PR. Now you mentioned your book, and I, and I have the website going uh, across the bottom of the pages. Collect the cash. Biz. Now uh, the book is just called Collect the Cash. Uh, uh, tell me about the book. How how long a read is it for? Is it just for? Is it for accounts uh, receivable people? Is it for the business owners? Uh, tell me about the book. So collect the cash is my actual is my journey into is about me being a being in I'm sorry collect the cash is my journey about being in accounts receivable and it's my story of me working for a small IT firm that I the part of the story I didn't get to tell was that I worked for that small company it was eight million dollars with the sales on the books I collected six million the CEO says listen we want to have a chat he calls everybody downstairs and they make an executive decision to close the business two months before Christmas. So the book is my is my personal story about what happened to happened to me and 100 people that worked for a small business that did not manage their manage their AR, and then it's all the things I've learned across across my career around um, problem solving, customer service, um, gratitude, and then I talk. And then the the fun thing about it, the book is I talk about getting into the collections zone, and you have to get the book to learn about all of the things about the collection zone. But if you just watch Super Bowl on Sunday. If you, whether whoever your team is, whoever you're for, but the point is, you watch your you watch the players get into the zone. They were mentally preparing themselves for the game. Well, I personally believe that in collections, you have to do the same thing. You have to get yourself mentally prepared to collect the cash. You have to get you know get all your documents together, get your notes together, get on the phone, do and 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 do the steps. And then I actually give you the process of what I've been, what I've been able to do throughout my career and in business for how I actually effectively collect money and what I do to build relationships, but it's all about that. And then I just decided that um, I wanted to leave a legacy. Um, I'm a person that doesn't have kids, and so this Collect the Cash is, is my gift to, to, to small businesses and entrepreneurs and business owners in general who don't like having to do this part of business but know they need to, and it's like, oh, crap, how do I do it better? And so it's, it's, my, it's my gift to the, to the business community to say, listen, Accounts receivable is is as is as important as sales. And my my tagline is the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank. It's no different than when you go to the store. In the, in the world we live in now, you wait you you know you you swipe your debit or credit card and you're waiting for these two magical words transaction approved. Well, that's the same thing as the sale is not com- the sale is complete. Excuse me until the money's in the bank, and you don't get to leave the store if you use your debit or credit card until you see those two magical words transactions approved. Well. In your business, I want to see you have lots of transactions approved, i.e. the sale is complete and the money's in the bank. And if the money is not in the bank, then you got to either problem solve, extend customer service, or extend gratitude. And that's what Cash is all about. Wow. Uh, Great insight there, especially the mindset stuff. Um, I think sales, you can include a sales team in that too. Before you do sales team, especially if it's a a telesales type of thing where somebody's picking up the phone to make a sale, uh, working yourself into the mindset to uh, handle that effectively and get in that uh, get in that mindset for the day is a challenge. And my wife will attest to this. The night before I have to do invoicing and collections, I, I know it's coming up tomorrow. I'm in a bad mood already the night before. I can't <laughs> sleep. I get myself worked up. Like I'm going to have to invoice tomorrow. I hate invoicing. But then when I'm done invoicing at the end of the day, I have to go try to pick up the phone and try to collect these past due invoices. And even it just that thought process alone, I'm already starting to get in a bad mental state. So I, I appreciate your insight into that uh, whole uh, part of it. Now, that's not all you have on your website. So I want to talk a little bit about the courses. Uh, are you, you're teaching collections? Is that what the courses are about? I'm teaching. I have one course actually called Collected Cash, and so I teach. I teach business owners why the, the sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, and I teach you how to do several things: how to set goals for collections. I teach you that just like you have a sales goal, you have to have a collections goal, and I teach you how to prepare that. I teach you 
how to set the goal. I teach you how to believe it can be collected, which is part of the mindset. I teach you to identify the easy accounts. You have, if you have your aging, you may have small accounts, medium accounts, large accounts. I believe, kind of like in the snowball effect, start with the small, start with the smallest accounts. Get some, get some, get some wins under your belt because once you get those first wins, it makes it easier to get to the second ones, the third ones, the fourth ones. Then I teach you to write it down. I personally believe that everything needs to be tracked. So you need to track your track your track your accounts, and then the last thing I believe you need to do is affirm it. Say to yourself that you're going to be successful. It's part of because I believe collections on this side is as much mindset as it is you know having your script and what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and having all your documents. But you also have to prepare yourself for this because you have to know that you can confidently get on the phone and have the conversation with the customer about the issues. But if you don't believe you you are successful in this, you're not going to get you're not going to go into the conversation well. But I believe if you do the prep work and you have your information, you, you what are you telling yourself? It's kind of like if you've ever seen that uh, picture with the, the little cat and then the huge lion. Which one are you? Are you the, kitten, the little kitten? Or are you the lion? Hopefully, when, when you take this course, you're going to come out feeling like, oh, oh, I'm empowered. I can definitely do this. And you'll know that you need to set your goals. You definitely have to do that. You have to identify the easy accounts. You have to definitely believe you can collect it. You have to definitely write it down so you can track it. You know, basically doing your smart goals. What specifically, what specific, how many goals, how many calls are you going to make? How are you going to measure it? What are you writing down? How, when is it attainable? Is, is, are you going to be paid 30 days out, 60 days out, 90 days out? Is it realistic? What are the issues that are coming up? And then, then is it um, um, trackable? And then, no, it's, um, yeah, trackable. And then, um, Timely, excuse me. And then, you know, what's the time frame? So you're doing, you're learning all these things. And then if, if, you know, once you, once you finish that, you're like, oh, I need some more, then, you know, you, we, you schedule a call with me and we say, okay, D, I've got some more questions and then we'll, we'll, we'll expound on that. But this is to give you the steps to, to empower yourself as a business owner to how to, how to collect the cash. And if, if you realize when you go through this, you're like, I don't like collections, then that's when you bring on somebody who loves doing it. So you can go stay in your lane of brilliance, which is sell, and somebody else who loves to collect and let them assist you. Right. Um, specific now, I'm assuming it's all online. The course is all online. How long does it take? How much time commitment is involved uh, to, to do the course? Well, each each module is about 15, 20 minutes. So we're talking, so there's five modules, so maybe two and a half hours. Wow, that's not bad at all. <laughs> that and you, I think in more like you know when you say course, I'm thinking like a college course, which could be a semester or months in, of learning and all that stuff. No, and no. They, and they have access to the course uh, for forever after they purchase it, they can go back and review and all that stuff. Right? Yep, excellent stuff. Okay, uh, services. Let's uh, just review your services. I'm assuming that's pretty cut and dry. It's just like either they hire you to help get the money back or not. Yes. Well, there's three things. There's training, which is basically so if, if a company says we have a small team of collectors and we're not effective and they're not effective in collections, what can you do to come in and teach them? And so I would basically come in and talk, have a conversation with them, and we would set up something for 90 days to go with. Show me where you are with your AR right now. There's something in the background. I don't know if that's me or is that you. It's my cat. Oh. Scratching at my amplifier in the back. I'm not going to put her up now but yeah it's, we'll just continue i don't okay. <laughs> I know i heard that i was like i, I wasn't sure it's okay so so training so, so training <laughs> is is working with with a team of collectors and it's basically me coming in and taking taking an assessment of where are they where where are the strengths whether what are the weaknesses and then what what needs to be what needs to be resolved and then consulting obviously that's me you know them them saying can you come in and work with us and then the last thing is out in-house collections and so if you come in if they say we need somebody who can actually we can just outsource this basically to you can you come in and just take this over because we, we we just we're just not really good at it that's that's what we can do right but, i i think that's probably the best solution for everybody i mean i'm i'm a uh please please do this for me type of guy <laughs> i mean that's my my motif uh lastly uh there's resources on here i want to i want to look at that and see if we can get some uh comment on what this resources tab is all about so uh it's loading it's taking exciting uh it's a free ebook that you're offering yes uh, yep so this is two things so um that's actually going to that's actually going to change um, once once my official new book comes out. But basically, before before I wrote before I wrote Collect the Cash, the new book, um, I was offering a an ebook 
and it basically was a, a step by uh, the step by step process on how to do collections. And then the other resource is the PDF, and that basically gives you my five steps quickly. If you go back, if you scroll back up, I'll show you oh, that. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, no problem. Oh, down down here or yeah, right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you pause, so this is this is the the five steps to secure your cash flow, and he talks to you about you know sealing your money leaks establishing your, your shorter collections periods, tracking your payments. Because one of the things that I didn't talk about tonight was that I believe that part of how small businesses can do better with collections is, is they track their payments. I believe that you want to have a tracking system which basically goes like this. You have the name of your customer. You have If you have a contract number, how much is the contract for? What did you sell them? Um, when are you supposed to... You know, how when you when you supposed to deliver the product to them? When you supposed to invoice them? And the last part is when you supposed to get get paid. I believe that how do how in order to be successful in collections or in business, just like in sales, sales sales guys knows how how many customers they've got. They know how many sales calls they're gonna make. You know how many customers are going out there. Well, the same thing in collections. I believe you need to have your tracking system. I believe you need to overdo your audit your audit your overdue accounts. Again, we're back to problem solving. What happened? why and then the last thing is identify the smallest accounts to collect because i believe that when you're when you're looking at lots of accounts that are overdue with a 30 days 60 days 90 days you got to have a momentum you got to have something to, to get you started and i think your, your jump start if you will is let me get let me get some of the smaller accounts in so i can have some wins because i think it builds your i not not i think i know that it builds your confidence and you're like okay if i get some of these small wins in I've I re, I've already got momentum that I'm feeling like okay I can do this and so that's that was a, those are my personal beliefs on that. Right. Uh, well, that's absolutely true. And you know, small successes, uh, are built, big successes are built on the back of small successes, one yeah. step at a time. So I totally agree on that. Now, um, I know you you focus on B two B. Is there any crossover be, or anything we can learn from the B two C collection stuff? I, and when I say crossover, like laws go governing how because with B2C, there are laws that, that govern how collections can be done and what can, constitutes harassment and all that kind of stuff. Is there any of that kind of stuff that uh, B2B needs to be aware of or any kind of crossover with those regulations? That's a great question, Matt. I'll be honest. That's not my lane of brilliance. I, I really don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, that it's, it's, it's not because I come, right. I, I'm, I'm at it from the, from the corporate and the government space. And so, um, I mean, I guess I just from a just from a human standpoint, I would tell you that number one, just common sense. Harassing harassing somebody for payment, it, it just is it's, it's not effective. I mean, that just it, it just isn't. Right. Um, I don't I don't know the laws because I don't deal I don't deal in consumer debt at all. I deal like I said B two B and B two G. So there is no harassing on that right. side. You're, you're you're tracking your you're problem solving, you're, you're building a relationship, you're, you're strategizing, you're working to get to resolution. I think if there's anything that would be the same thing you would apply on, on the consumer side, but I understand that there, there are rules and regulations, but that's not my land of brilliance. That's not my land of brilliance. I, I don't right. want to mislead anybody and say, Oh yeah, you should do this because I, uh, I don't know uh, it. So. Understood. And I don't think it would be considered harassment when it's a company, but I know. And in the, um, the uh, example I, I noted before uh, with the girl who works for the company that's kind of split in two, it has an established company and a uh, new startup that's attached to it. I, I'm certain that when she hears my voice, when I call her, she feels like it's it's um, somewhat of a, a harassment, like a bill collector calling. She, uh, she, may, type. she may she may feel like that. That's because number one, that's something that's going on internally for her because. Right. There's and internally in that company, the, the the boss who's in charge of paying the bills puts that pressure on her. Absolutely, and I'm sure I'm sure that you know she's looking at this going, okay. She probably feels the way I, I way I the way I just felt when I took my 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 breath it was like, man, we we I know we owe them money, and I I'm I don't have the power to fix this. Right. And so every time he calls. I feel like I'm I'm lying or I'm stalling or or I'm I'm avoiding them in some reason and it it's making it makes me look bad and then it makes the company look bad but I I can't this is not my company. I work for this company. So right. I all I can do is take take your information and try to plead, you know, present the best case the best case the best resolution for this and work to get this resolved but she has to still build a relationship with the cfo to get him to see or him her to see listen why can't we pay them what's you know and then and then she has to decide whether 
she's willing to to go to bat to find out you know why i mean but that's that's part of it i mean that's part of that's what collections is it's business it's, it's getting to the getting to the why it's well why can't we resolve this and then there's the how do i do this so that this person you know you know if they care that this person actually gets gets their payments and they don't end up losing their business i think that's the part that most people are like i don't care it's business but see that's the thing you you're doing you do business with people right you well, do business with other people i i appreciate that and but uh <laughs> you know from a humorous standpoint i guess for me because i always look for the humor angle and anything yeah. uh when you when you're dealing with people uh, they will uh give you sometimes they'll give you a story you know a sad story about you know, <laughs> with personal debt uh i think the same is true true sometimes with people especially with small businesses and again now with the pandemic a lot of small really small businesses have cash flow problems so they're forced to kind of uh, when, when somebody like me calls and says, what about my invoice? Give me a story and, and sometimes make stuff up. Uh, do you have any, like, uh, have you experienced any, like, really outlandish stories that just made you laugh? Like, uh, I, I know I know this is BS. They're giving me a line of BS, but it's, it's, so, it's so good. I got included either in my book or my anecdotes and how I present this stuff, any of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard people tell me, um, I lost the invoice. Um, my the dog cat, ate it. The dog <laughs> ate it. The cat ate it. The squirrel. I'm like, oh, it's what you got, Doctor Doolittle going on there? Okay, all y'all. All right, really? It's like that. <laughs> okay, so we got that going on. I've heard. Um, oh, you were you actually you you expected me to to bill you? Oh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Okay. Um, oh, I've heard. Wait, um, you know, I, I can't, I, I never got it in my email. And now I'm pulling up on the screen and it says, read receipt, delivered receipt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this is where the what had happened was. I, okay. So here we go. So I know. I love that. that. But I, I think, and I, again, our humor angle here, but I think it, good. <laughs> good, good preparation for the prerequisite is if you were ever in high school and and you knew the guy who was selling loose joints, he can probably tell you how to collect that that money pretty because he's heard every what it might what happened was uh, that story those <laughs> street drug dealers have heard that story a lot that what happened was well here's the thing you know what Matt every everybody everybody in business has one of those what had happened was i just so i i i came up with the what had happened was because literally this this happened on my on my job so um i'm record i so 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 i'm a dualpreneur so i have a career and i'm also building i'm also i'm also a business owner so during the day i close out contracts for for a government agency and so i'm closing out this contract so that what that means is so for example if, for people, those of you who may not deal with government agencies it means this if you sell a product or service to the government and they give you a contract. They basically, at the end, of, at the end of the contract cycle, I'm the person that basically is is collecting whatever excess cash there is. So, simple story. I reconcile my contract. I reach out to my 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 vendor and I say, hey, this is D. Blah blah blah. Here's 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 what I show you. you had ten thousand dollars. The contract was worth ten thousand dollars. You built the government eight. There's two thousand dollars left. And they was like, uh, no, D. That's not true because we we didn't. We would, you know, when our calculations, we got this amount and we built and we were actually returned some money back to the government. Oh, you did. When? Oh, we did that back in 2020. What's 2021? Okay. When did you do this? Oh, in February. So I started off with the what had happened was, and I said, can you provide me proof? Sure. Here's, here's the document we submitted to the government. Here's the check. And I said, oh, they said, well, what's wrong? I said, you put the wrong contract number on this check it's kind of like old school and you're in the memo part of your yeah, check yeah, you didn't yeah. put the right check number or contract number rather so i said this money is sitting basically in a suspense account so there's no way i would have known that you returned this money back to the government so the what happened was 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 this and so the details i mean the the you know the, the follow-up is in the details right the money is the money is in the follow-up and the follow-up is in the details and so you know i i have i hear constant oh I submitted this. Well, I didn't do this. And, and it's like, yep. But 
I get it. As a small business owner, especially if you know if you get if you if you're a small business owner and you know you've got payroll to meet and you've got sales to meet, et cetera, you're counting on the person that you have your contract with to honor honor it and pay you. And you don't want to have to go ha hassle them or harass them or ask them for their money. You're expecting that, yeah, we did this whole presentation. You said yes, we're gonna do this, and okay, why do I have to why do I have to do this? Well, that's a part of business. It's the sales cycle, it's the sale. It's a contract, it's the product or service, it's the invoicing, and it's the collections. It's basically your cell phone. You didn't you bought your whoever whoever your cell your cell phone carrier is before they, they sold you your phone. Whether you went in, you said, Oh, they gave you this wonderful note. It's time for an upgrade. You're like, Yep, sales sales conversation. Number two, you have a new contract because they'll tell you, okay, you, if you want to, you know, we have a special service, special going on right now. If you up, if you upgrade your phone or trade your phone and you pay off this bill, you can put that credit toward the new phone. There's, there's in your contract. Number three, the product or service, they scan the, your phone the, on the box. There's a barcode. They scan the thing. So there's your product. Number four, you leave, they invoice you because you settle whatever is owed. You build it. They settle your bill right there. And then next month they're going to bill you and then they have this magic button if you don't pay them they temporarily dis disconnect your services well i'm trying to help you as a business owner to stop getting your services disconnected right. and basically stop leaving money on the table by following it all the way through but that's this is this is what happens in business is all those things all the time and you're constantly juggling the sales the sales ball the contracts ball the order entry ball or delivery ball the invoicing and then the last one collections and that's the one that most people don't want to juggle but hey you can't you you don't have a sale until the money is actually in the bank and so you have to follow it through all the way through all the time and you have to get get really good at problem solving extending customer service doing gratitude and research that's what you're going to do Excellent. Uh, we're just about out of time. Um, yeah. I, I do appreciate all your insight and information. Uh, I think it's an important part of uh, business. And when we're talking about small businesses who, uh, you know, have a high uh, instance of failure within the, in the first couple of years, I think this is a big part of the reason why small businesses and startups fail is because we don't pay enough attention to that uh, collection part and keeping that cash flow healthy um, for us so that we can pay off our uh, service providers and product providers and things like that. So great information. Uh, can can you give us a uh, parting thought, a uh, wrap, wrap it up, big final takeaway from all this? Well, first of all, let me say thank you so very much to you, Matt, and to your to the Mind Dog TV audience. Thank you so much for this opportunity. That's the first thing. Secondly, remember this: the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank. Perfect, perfect stuff. I love that, and because it's it's absolutely true. And if you know, if you're a commissioned salesperson, you know that's that to be true because you're not going to get your commission until they actually pay. Just because you make the sale doesn't mean you you're going to get uh, your commission or residuals or whatever you get. So thank you for that. Great insights, uh, powerful stuff. Hope people will follow up. It's uh, collectorcash.biz is the. Uh, um, and, you, and, and if they want the book, it's collectacash.biz forward slash book. So it's collectacash.biz forward slash book is where you can actually you can actually pre-sales or actually happening right now. So it's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. And both the links will be in the description. D, I thank you uh, for a uh, an informative hour, and I wish you great success. And thanks for coming. Thank you too, Matt. Take care. Bye. Bye for now. D. Baden, folks, uh, very good, very good stuff. If you're in business, if you're like me, all I can say is, uh, yeah, sure, get the book, learn as much as you can. Uh, but if you're like me, you're just going to hire her and say, please get my money uh, at a discount. Oh, you know, I'm willing to take a loss on it, but get me some money back from these people because I don't have the time and inclination to, or certainly the time to to be on the phone all day trying to uh, track down. Uh, or even get somebody to take my phone call. So uh, I hope you got something out of this. Valuable information there, powerful information. Hope you put it to use. I hope you follow up, get her book, or and or hire, hire her as your collection person. Anyway, I appreciate you uh, being with us tonight. I hope you enjoyed the program. I hope you come back and tell your friends about it and subscribe and all that stuff. Go to minddogtv.com and get on my mailing list. And uh, so you know when... Uh, we're going to have great guests on it and questions and comments for me always at minddogtv.com tomorrow at 1 p.m. we have Deborah Wanger who is an actress 
uh, slash uh, empowerment coach for actors in, in the arts, film and theater actors. Should be an interesting program. Uh, we'll kind of have it backwards with business being at 8 p.m. And, and entertainment stuff being at 1 p.m. this week. Been a strange week. Uh, had a strange day. Actually got hung up on my, stood up by my guest this morning uh, on today's show. So uh, it was a, one of those in, instances where communication would have uh, made a big difference. And that's my big takeaway from tonight. Communication makes a difference. Thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed the program. And I'll see you tomorrow, 1 o'clock at 1 p.m. Eastern. Until then, I'm Matt Naples with my Go TV podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great night. Bye for now.